This video is sponsored by Game Toppers. Turn your own kitchen or dining room table into a premium portable game solution at a fraction of the cost. Hey everybody, uh, another vlog for you today. Uh, this topic, as you can tell from the title of the video, uh, is a little different one. It's actually a topic that's been kind of bothering me the uh, last couple of months. And so it comes from me having played some games with uh, some folks that aren't kind of normally in my you know, my main game group, uh, folks that don't play games a lot or the only time that they play games would be with like me or something like that. And I've noticed kind of uh, uh, like a trepidation and a hesitation from these folks. Uh, so some of them were in my family, some of them were friends, and they were really kind of like wrapped up in the fact that they maybe didn't feel smart enough to play the game or if the game itself was kind of about judging who was smarter than the other person. And that's something that I've, I've witnessed before, like over the years, but not very often because I'm kind of in my own little bubble with my game group or a couple of my family members that play games a lot with me and stuff like that. So it's not really something that I've seen, you know, too much. But as I've kind of recently sort of expanded my boundaries uh, kind of randomly, uh, you know, I've seen that attitude and it, it really kind of troubles me, but I can't say that it's coming from a place, um, you know, it kind of makes sense to me because I think some people, they look at these games and stuff that we play, you know, that you folks that watch this channel uh, are into and they go, wow, it's this big, you know, complex thing, you know, compared to games like Monopoly or whatever that people played when they were growing up. And it made me, makes me really think, and this is kind of a sort of a two-pronged subject where it makes me think about how I talk about games, how I hear other people talk about games, other reviewers and so on, other people on social media. And one thing that I know I sometimes will miss out on in terms of what I'm trying to uh, say when I'm describing a game, and I, recently, I'd say over the last year or so, I've tried to not do this, but I, I know that I still tend to just by default and by habit is kind of opening up games beyond sort of like my myopic sort of hobbyist view of how things uh, should be uh, and, and kind of opening up to, I want to say like the family atmosphere, but it really has nothing to do with like a family game atmosphere or that kind of thing. Uh, it's almost like just a different social circle, a different social environment, the setting, the table that's set out. Um, for the people that are coming to the game with different expectations, right? So a lot of times, you know, me as a reviewer, and I'm sure a lot of people that watch the channel, uh, you know, they get kind of wrapped up in the new mechanics and the new kind of innovations and all these things and all these things that, you know, games can do differently over time. And we see all these kind of changes and trends and vibes and just experimentation and all that stuff. We get really excited about it and just in different ways to kind of look at themes. But Really, once you step out that sort of hobby wall, nobody's really thinking about that stuff. They just want to sit down and have a good time. Um, and they're not re really looking at it with an especially uh, critical eye. And so I think there's a little bit of a spectrum of that as well within people that are in the hobby, let's say, that they'll look at things with more or less criticality. And part of me is I think it's okay to look at it in a less critical way, but like as somebody that, you know, calls themselves a reviewer, so to speak, um, that's not really a good idea, <laughs> you know, necessarily. I don't want to just ignore flaws in games or ignore things that, you know, are troubling or 
or don't really quite add up or make sense in a mathematical way or a thematic way or anything like that. Um, but I also think that, you know, you have to kind of like ease off the gas pedal a little bit um, and open, and for me, try to open things up to how would kind of just, you know, the average person that doesn't play games every single day receive this and and set everything up in such an environment when I set up to play these games with people so that they have a good time and they get joy and they remember it. And they're like, oh, next time you come over, bring some games because that was really, really fun. And do it in such a way that is not intimidating to those types of folks. You know, it's going to be joyous and fun and not super serious and not like real curmudgeonly and not hypercritical and not really super analytical and all these kinds of things. And it really started this, like I said, I've had these kind of encounters over the last couple of months of people that, you know, they're not into games. And then they, they, I could see like in a certain sense, they were struggling sort of mentally with what the games were supposed to be doing. And because they didn't maybe understand something like a hundred percent clearly. And, and I think all the cases, I mean, they were pretty much there, you know, but it was just like little pieces. Sometimes they would miss something of the strategy or miss some kind of point of it because all the game mechanics and the lexicon weren't just like, you know, baked into their brain like they are mine and a lot of people I play games with. It's like a really kind of a new frontier for them. And I could see some kind of struggling and doubt and, and also kind of like some self-reflection of like, you know, oh, this is, you know, not necessarily that they weren't good enough for it because I don't think it was that to that degree, but they're like, it's just, I'm not really in that space. I'm not ready for it. And, you know, and I had one person tell me, well, I'm not as you know smart enough to do this. And I was like, that's not really the case because you're a really smart person, you know? Like, it's just, this is a different language than what you speak normally every day in your life. This is not like a normal kind of setup. It's it's just different than your expectations. Um, and so it made me really kind of start to process a, a little bit about how the games as, a, as like an industry, as a hobby is presenting itself to outside the bubble. And it's not something that really collectively, I think anybody's making up their mind to present the whole industry in a certain way. I mean, it's way more complicated than that, obviously, and there's no way you can really pin it down. But I started to really kind of think about how can folks portray games and how can you like, how can I review games and how can I teach games and how can other people teach games or present games if they bring it to a party night or a game night or some kind of dinner event or something like that in such a way that it doesn't like carry all the baggage of the hobbyist with it. And I don't carry it with me. And I don't go in there expecting to like convert them into hobbyist gamers. Because, you know, there's been certain conversations I've had with folks where it's like, yeah, well, you could do this. And then there's this, you can play after this, there's this gateway game and do that. And they're like, well, whatever. <laughs> I don't, I'm not into that. Just when you come over, you bring a game. Shut up, I don't have to play it anymore after that. Next time you come over, it's a lot of fun. I like it when it happens. But you just bring it. I don't get I don't care. And uh, you know, I don't need to hear the whole backstory about worker placement or you know what I'm what I'm saying. And um so how can how can we kind of break out of that and how can we be like more ambassadorial to just regular folks that like just don't have to make this their lifestyle, but we can grow the hobby in such a way and grow the industry in such a way that it becomes more pervasive, it becomes more about fun, and doesn't get mired down into hypercriticality and all these different things. Because 
the one sort of flip side of this thing with the kind of the whole like you know kind of questioning your your mental sharpness and everything is like what about the whole other aspect of games that we need to present like the fellowship the fun the social aspect um the joking around the funny situations the storytelling um you know kind of the different sort of uh, in some senses, role playing, not like role playing RPGs, but like, you know, the way you get into kind of different situations and setting those things up, um, in a, sometimes in a very abstract way or sometimes in a more grounded thematic way in terms of like what your role is or what you're doing in the game and that kind of thing. And sort of touching in those other aspects, those kind of other emotional states, which I think are way more important than a lot of these other things, and just kind of trying to shed off a little bit of that, some of that baggage. And a lot of it has, I think, has to do with, with me being a reviewer and so on. But I also started to think, like, you know, some of these people I play with, like, I don't see your culture represented in any games that I see played. And I'm like, there should be, there's got to be more games with, I'm not going to pick a name of culture because then that'll, like, ground the argument too much and we'll start talking about too much specifics. But it's like, you know what? Dude, there's no games like this, really. There's a few that are grounded in, like, a culture where you could take it back to your family or whatever and and bring it up there, and they would, like, kind of immediately click in with that. So I was like, okay, so it's this kind of, like, everlasting treadmill of things. And the thing is, I think there's plenty of games that could be taken back to many different cultures or, you know, upbringings and all kinds of different stuff. But... I don't really see an entity like in the hobby doing that. I just don't see, you know, I don't see this whole thing talked about where like, hey, just because you don't get it, you're not stupid, okay? Like, there's nothing wrong with you. Because I play games like I'm, I just don't understand it. I don't, I miss some kind of strategic overthing until the end of the first game or even the second or third time I play. And I'm like, I just didn't get it quite all the way. And so I think there's like kind of two parts of this where like, hey, just because you don't get it doesn't mean you're dumb. You, you know, that's okay because it's, it's not something you do every day. And the other part of it is like, I guess it's more of a cultural thing where it's like, hey, you know, there's other stuff here that we could be sharing and we could be doing it in a more forceful way. And I don't know if it's like, like media, media folks doing it or something like that, because I just don't see it. I don't, I don't do it either. Where you sit down and say, hey, here's a bunch of games for this sort of demographic or this type of people or this culture or this sort of whatever you slice and dice people however you want um you know there's 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 you can slice and dice people in infinitely really because even even an individual you know they're going to have different aspects of culture that they buy into or don't in different degrees and um and so it's like god i just don't see that and so it kind of it started really started to bug me I was like, eh, it's been bugging me for a whole week really strongly to make a video about this and try to put my thoughts together. So this is sort of just kind of a call-out video. Like, have you seen this kind of thing where people, like, do they feel stupid, you know, because they can't play a game? That, that, that bugs me on the first side. But then the other side of it, 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 bugs, it bugs me because people will play a game like, ah, it's, it's, it's cool, but, it, like, I can't get into that because of this or that, you know. And, you know, can we get more games that would... Or, or just not even get more games, we need that too, but also get more ways of presenting the games and showcasing the games and teaching the games and all that kind of thing. We can get that out to a larger variety of people that aren't already in the hobby, aren't already in the bubble. You know, we, I mean, financially it's going to grow the industry if you can somehow like stretch out 
you know, there's a bunch of different categories. I mean, you can stretch out to different countries. You can stretch out to different cultures. You can stretch out to different demographics and, and all that stuff. And that there's way more people that don't play games than do right now, even though the hobby grows every year. And I thought, God, there should be some way to do this that somebody could put together that has like a bigger outlet than me, probably like a board game geek or dice tower or whoever else and present things in such a way like this is for new people. This is for you. But also I don't want to do it in such a way that like you have to do this and now you have to be a hobbyist because I think that's a huge turnoff for people as well. I mean, I've seen it and they're like, I don't, I don't want to get into it, but I really enjoy it. I have fun in certain ways but I don't need to make it like my entire lifestyle. I don't need a giant collection of board games. I don't want that. I don't want anything to do with that. But when they're around, I want to play them. You know, when I come around in this case, you know, I'm going to play them with you. So just some thoughts there. So it, it, just really kind of one of the, what I do with these vlogs is, you know, put a little call out there and I'm really, the comments are always great. So if you have any thoughts about kind of those two, two angles there, just be curious to think about it. And, uh, you know, maybe there's something there. Maybe it's a good conversation to have. Um, or maybe I've missed some kind of media outlet doing something like this. Um, but yeah, so there you go. That's the thoughts for this week. <laughs> Thanks.